as humans, we want to feel useful for other people. This is why many people get a job for many years because they feel useful within a community, within a job. This is why entrepreneurs are alive. They're trying to solve solutions. They want to be useful to the world or to their country, wherever they are. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders. Rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. The guest that I have today is a good friend of mine that we've had a chance to connect over the last three years. And he first introduced me to a lot of these concepts around networking. But we're going to be going beyond that today. We're going to be talking about this concept of masterminding. Why is it so important? How can you use it? And what benefits it's going to bring to you? I have witnessed these masterminds happen where you're with groups of people with a set objective. And Gil's going to walk us more through on exactly how this works. And the types of insights that have come through in my life and for the lives of the people around have been just absolutely magical. So we're going to demystify this concept. And Gil has been an incredible person who's run multiple businesses. I believe he co-owns at least seven businesses now. He's a global speaker. He's been an international expert on business strategy, effective networking, and successful relationship formula. He's the author of the bestseller, The New Code of Networking, number one partner for event educational companies such as Success Resource. He is the exclusive representative for Tony Robbins out in Russia, and he's been a mentor to thousands of startups in various fields. He is really making sure that people understand, embrace these ideas ideas of masterminding, and he's been using his skills to also push forward a lot of philanthropic ideas. He's a wonderful man, and he's going to be here to share these insights. Gil, welcome to Superhumans at Work. Super happy to be here. That's great. Let's add value and serve these superhumans around the world. Now, I have to say welcome back because before the podcast, we actually had Impact at Work at Valley. We talked about networking at that time, which was a fantastic episode. It was actually the first episode. And here we're introducing this concept of masterminding. So I guess first off, we got to start from what is this mastermind concept? And is it very different from networking? So to me, a masterminding is just a deeper level of understanding where networking can take you. You know, for many, many years, I was studying and still continue to study the sciences and arts of networking. How do we communicate? How do we build trust? How do we serve? How do we get more value from people around us? How do we ask for help from our network? You know, these are very, very simple principles of networking that most people don't even understand that the network is not just there for you to connect with, but it's there for you to serve and for you to really, truly ask for help, not just ask for solutions. And in masterminds, what happens is there suddenly is a structure that is put above the network around you. Then the network around you in that mastermind could be maybe seven people, which is normal. It could be a one-time mastermind. It could be a one-week mastermind. Sometimes there's one-year mastermind. So, you know, the longer it is, the deeper and deeper those relationships are built, which is really important from a network point of view. You know, the longer you know people, you're able to build stronger connections with them so that... You feel love for them. You feel this need to give back to them because I mean, they've given you more. And in a proper mastermind, every single person gets to be what I call the human. The human is someone who is willing to receive help, is someone who is willing to be vulnerable, is someone who is willing to say, I really need your support with X, Y, and Z. And then everyone around the table gets to be the angels. Like, hey, 
We're here to serve you. We're not here to coach you. This is why they don't get to be the other humans because as other humans, we want to feel like, oh, I can coach you. I'm a therapist. I'm a psychologist. I've been a coach. I've had a mentor. Let me coach you. Let me tell you what you should do. No, no, no. We're angels. We're going to tell you what's happened in our lives, maybe in our past lives. When we used to be humans, this is our experience. So in your challenge, maybe you want to write a book and you don't know how to do it. Maybe you want to hire your first employee and you don't know how to do it. Maybe you're trying to raise money for your company. and You've been failing and failing. Maybe you're having challenges with your CEO or your business partner and you don't know where to take it. Maybe it's more of a family thing like myself. I do business with my wife. You do business with your wife and you get some tensions between the kids and the wife and the money and the business. And like, ah, what should I do now? How do I resolve it? How do I find that balance? You know, there's so many different challenges that people have that are actually not that challenging to others who've experienced it. And that's why I call them the angels, because the angels realistically, out of the seven people, statistically speaking, two or three have been in the exact same situation before in a very similar one, and they could share with you what they have done. It's not always a perfect solution, but it's not meant to be, which is why it's called a mastermind. I will share with you what I have done, and maybe your mind will say, aha, I know what to do now myself. You've given me some pieces of the puzzle, but you know, all of my problems, I have the solutions for them. And we all know this. We've been told this by all of our mentors out there. But sometimes we don't see the solution because we're missing two pieces of the puzzle. And that's where the collective genius gets awoken when the mastermind comes together. I absolutely love it. And I've witnessed these masterminds. And I know you have a particular system that you do them. And I think are very powerful because it eliminates this whole like, oh, I'm going to coach or I'm going to give advice, which I think you've already alluded to here. I was going to ask, is this something that we don't do naturally? Because I know you need to bring this together. You're creating a format around it. And I want to know, like, have we lost the art of masterminding? Do we resist doing it? Because the benefit seems clear, but we're not actively doing it. It's really, really strange, Jason, but we are the opposite. As humans, we're not structured when we speak to people. We don't stick the timing. And my masterminds, we stick the timing because sometimes you want to ask someone for some advice and you speak for five minutes and the person has to go in two minutes and you speak too much. Sometimes we want to give someone advice and we start babbling on and babbling on and we repeat ourselves and we repeat ourselves and we talk about ourselves too much. The person just asked you for some advice about this, but then you ended up talking about that. We're standing maybe in a group of three or four people and maybe in an event, someone is saying something and then that one guy starts talking about this subject, but there's four other people around. Why are you the only one talking for the last five minutes? Let everyone else say something. We've definitely as humans lost the ability to ask for help. We're awful at this. And it's not because of us adults. It's actually as kids, we now are starting to lose it at a very young age. Years ago, scientists were writing that around the age of seven or eight, kids are trying to become adults. So I could do it on my own. I could do it on my own. I don't need your help. But now I see it with my own kids. My daughter is four years old. She would tell me, no, daddy, I'm four and a half. You know, she's not four anymore. So she's at this age where she's like, no, no, I could do it on my own. No, I could do it on my own. And as a father, I'm like, I love it. You're independent. But also as a father, I'm like, no, but let me help you. Let me teach you. Like, let me be useful to you. As humans, we want to feel useful for other people. This is why many people get a job for many years because they feel useful within a community, within a job. This is why entrepreneurs are alive because they're trying to solve solutions. They want to be useful to the world or to their country, wherever they are. 
And in the mastermind, you don't have a choice. You have to ask for help because we prepare you for it and we structure it for you in a way that, you know, it's clear for everyone. You don't have to give value, but you kind of feel silly if everyone is going around giving value, giving value, and you're sitting there all quiet. At one stage, it just starts coming out of you. It's just like you want to give value because it's peer pressure almost. Well, everyone is serving. Everyone is suggesting things. Everyone is giving some useful advice and experience like, hey, I got some. Let me be there as well. And also, you also feel, hey, when it's my turn to ask for help, if I've been quiet the whole time for them, no, no, no. I want them to know that I can give value. So they would want to kind of give back. So people feel that reciprocity of like, hey, he's given, let us give back. So generally as humans, we're not structured. We don't ask for help. We don't randomly give people value. Not everyone. Again, of course, everyone who's listening today, you're all angels. You're amazing. You give value. You serve. You're always like that. But I'm talking about generally, unfortunately, when we meet people, whether it's a stranger, whether it's a random person, they don't always serve and give value. They either coach and like, hey, I have the answers for you. Or they kind of shy away from it because maybe they don't want to share what they've gone through. Maybe it's kind of secret. Hey, it's my solution. I don't want to share my solution with others. And in a mastermind, it just, because there is this structure, it feels a little bit antisocial in the beginning. Someone is holding a timer and says, hey, you have to stop talking now. But it teaches us discipline and structure and respect and this ability to listen to others. And if you do masterminds, you know, a few times, after it feels natural and suddenly you don't need the timer because you know approximately what's one minute and it's really a magic gift that I've been given and I love giving back to others. And today I give it to entrepreneurs. I give it to corporations. You know, I've worked with some of the biggest corporations in the world. I work with four governments already that have asked me to help them create structure so that they would not lose the discipline or lose interest or lose patience and like scream or yell or someone takes over and it creates this structure where everyone is the same. For me, it's really beautiful. I love seeing that happen. I love it. And I know by the end of this, we're going to share a few tactical things that people can do if they want to get started on their own. But you mentioned working with governments and corporations. There's a part of me that would think, is there a certain cultural barriers within the corporate culture that makes people resist doing mastermind? You've already hinted towards some people being more defensive about what they know. And is there good ways to overcome that, to bring the benefits of masterminds in companies specifically? Yeah. So listen, all people that I've experienced where I've randomly suggested at an event, hey, let's have a mastermind. So many people resisted. Even if I may, at the last AFEST event that Mind Valley had in Portugal, I came in as a speaker. And every single evening, I was like suggesting something because the vision was mentioning that I ran a very successful mastermind for Mind Valley in Thailand a few years back. And everybody was like, hey, can we try it? And in the evening, I used to go to different corners like, hey, guys, you guys want to try a mini mastermind, a mini sharing session? There was always a couple of people like, no, 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 no. This is too structured for me. It's too much for me. I'm not ready for this. I just want to go in flow. And people are afraid of a new structure that they cannot escape or they cannot kind of come in and, hey, the stage is mine. And in the corporate world, it was very similar. I worked with one of the biggest consulting companies in the world for three years, both in the Moscow office and in the Singapore office. I can't say that I've transformed the whole corporation because it's one of the biggest consulting companies in the world, but I've made such a massive difference that they were able to show me financial results that they've had in a company of that size. So we're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars of results that because of me were created out of thin air. 
the way we did it with that specific company is we gave them the options. Who wants to try something that's going to help you step out of your comfort zone? Who wants to try something that I'll need you to loosen up your tie a little bit because you need to be a little bit more easygoing and you need to be able to give your colleagues power that would maybe make them more successful than you. And in the corporate world, that's a no-no. People are like, well, no, I want to be the one that becomes a partner and I want to be the one that gets the commission. And in this case, they had to share client information. They had to give referrals and it created a new level of bond and trust. And we actually created these pods within these corporations. And with two of the governments that I worked with, it was super successful. We created these pods of the influences that we call them the mastermind influences, the ones who wanted to do it. If you don't want to do it, no problem. We're going to do it. And we started looking at reports of how their departments are doing. And suddenly people are like, hey, can I join next week? Or like, hey, is it okay if I do it with my department? And with one of the companies that I was working with, it's a very, very big IT company in Singapore, very, very big. We said to people, no, you had an option to join. You can only join in the beginning of next month. So now you need to wait for three weeks until you join. And we created this scarcity in life. People were like, no, 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 no. Now I want to join because in Singapore specifically, people don't want to be the first ones to experiment on something because they don't want to lose face. So it's very much connected to the culture of like, you try it. And when it's successful, then I'll try. But like, no, sorry, you didn't agree to try it. So you don't get all the benefits now and you don't get all the rewards now. So we played around with the culture. It's important. And we played around with the company, the corporate culture and the country culture as well, of course, is important to remember. When it comes to Singapore, I could definitely see how those dynamics play in. But I love how you actually strategize that into a way that got people anticipating wanting to join the next wave, which would bring me into, if I understand what we've talked about so far, understanding mastermind unlocks amazing potential. You're talking about being able to tap into everybody's mind. You have people that can play a role of an human. People can play a role of an angel and realizing that a lot of our past experiences, there's things we do effortless. We have connections to, we have knowledge about that other people might not have just unlocked yet. And in just having this mastermind conversation can untap this potential where we discover it within ourselves. I also heard very clearly that it's not coaching. It's very much not going out to tell people what to do, but it's having that conversation about the experiences that we had, which is a very nuanced, that's very important when it comes to having these conversations. And now we're talking about how culturally there's ways that you can initiate it. There is typically resistance to doing these types of things, even at events like AFES, but in the corporate culture, if you want to get started, it starts with a bit of curiosity and kind of these initiators or influencers that can really get it started. So did I get that correctly, Gil? A hundred percent. Because for me, to be honest, in many, many situations, I call it, hey, who wants to play a little game? And you can <laughs> call it a networking game. You can call it a mastermind game because people sometimes think, oh, mastermind. Oh, I'm too tired. I don't want to use my mind too much right now. But in a proper mastermind, because it's a game, it's not actually about using your mind. It's about opening up your heart. Your mm. heart has a lot of information that if you'd be willing to share it will come out of you. It doesn't need, you don't have to think about it. It needs to just come out of you in service of someone else. And I have to admit, I've been that person. I've been at events where it's like, I'm working at the events and I'm feeling tired. And when mastermind comes, it's like, oh, I'll cut that part because I'm feeling too exhausted. I'm hoping with all the advantages we've talked about so far, you can understand that whenever that opportunity comes, that maybe someone invites you to play that game for mastermind, or when you initiate that game for mastermind, you can be more enthusiastic of saying a hell yes. And that way you'll be able to witness these benefits and realize that it will not drain you. It will actually light you up. 
Hey, everybody that listens to Superhumans at Work, know that all of these episodes are recorded with a live studio audience. Mind Valley members get a chance to join these sessions with the author themselves while we record these sessions. And at the end of every show, they actually get to participate in a Q&A session as well. If ever you're interested in joining Mind Valley All Access and become a member yourself, you'll get access to all the incredible courses from Mind Valley and so much more to be involved with Superhumans at Work, the Mind Valley podcast, and all the other incredible features when you become a member. We are disrupting the way that education works for the 21st century, and we want you to be a part of it. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman so you can learn more about this incredible offer, which will cost you less than $2 a day. That's mindvalley.com forward slash S-U-P-E-R-H-U-M-A-N. I wanted to step into this getting started mode, Gil. So if I'm listening to this, I'm at my corporation, I'm maybe owning my business, I want to try this out. How are some simple things that I could do to get this started myself in a way that maybe some rules of thumbs and ways that I could actually see if I could get a taste of doing this myself? Yeah, so there's a couple of ways. First of all, you can join someone else's mastermind to test that, you know, to try it out, or you could just try it one yourself. You know, don't worry about messing it up the first couple of times. It's completely okay. So going to someone's mastermind, the one thing I would say, and please pay attention to this one, is 90% of the masterminds in the world are complete BS. They're just using it as a branding. It's mastermind. It's cool. But it's really one person who speaks a lot on stage. And then he says to you that, hey, during lunch, why don't you guys sit around the tables and talk about what I discussed? How are you guys going to implement? It's not. It's not about that one person who speaks too much. In my masterminds, I will speak for a maximum of 15% of the time. It's more about to structure, to show them, to outline the benefits, to talk about the rules and the principles, to give them cases and examples, to help people feel comfortable, to help people understand which table they should be sitting at. Maximum 15%. And it's not about giving too much content. It's more about breaking down the principles and methodology. If you're out there and you're looking for a mastermind and you find there's a lot of masterminds around the world, online and offline, and I run virtual masterminds every couple of weeks, so it's amazing. So first of all, always ask, who's the moderator? So it's really important who's managing the space and what is the format? So is it 85% one person speaks and then I have a little bit of time to connect with others, which is not a mastermind. It's just, you know, it's a workshop. Call it what it is. And if you want that, then go for that, but call it what it is. It's a workshop. In masterminds, I like the opportunity that people can be in a group of brand new people. And when they leave, they suddenly have seven and 10 new connections. You went through so deep with them. You want to connect with them again. It's almost like express networking, which is really great if you're in this position of looking for solutions or looking for opportunities or you need some answers. It's always great to develop and deepen your network. That's where we get these solutions. If you're looking and you find this mastermind that you really like, for example, wow, the format is cool. They have some nice people coming. Let me go. Some masterminds are free. Some are not. I would highly recommend to pay for a mastermind. You know you're going to get better quality people. You know you're going to show up on time. You know you're going to write notes. If it's for free, people kind of show up and they're kind of easy going in the, on their phone, maybe checking my masterminds, no phones allowed except for the timer. Don't be distracted. So I believe in paying something because people are a lot more focused and committed personally. And then it comes down to the structure and the format. So let's just say Jason wants to launch a little mastermind dinner for people who are running podcasts at his level. So maybe not people who have like millions and millions of followers yet, but at his level, people who could be seen even as competitors, which is cool. 
I love having such mastermind. And then Jason could choose, do I want to do it online or offline? Both are cool. Again, I believe seven to eight people is really good if you have only 90 minutes. So if you have two hours, that's a really good size of people. If you're going to 10 people plus, I believe it's too much. It's going around and people lose track. I believe anything less than five people is also, it becomes more of a sharing circle, but it could be done. It just needs to be structured differently. Now, I'm a huge fan and I'm giving you guys everything here on the plate for free. Of course, I love to serve. I'm a huge fan of the one, two, three mastermind methodologies. This is something that I coined. I've never seen it before. One minute, two minutes, three minutes. So the way it would start, for example, Jason has seven other people around the table. Jason would say, hey, for today, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to be the facilitator, the timekeeper. Is that okay with everyone? Everyone says, yeah, that's cool. You know, you've got the power, which means Jason sometimes needs to be that guy who says, hey, time is up. Stop talking. The facilitator sometimes needs to be that person that says, hey, time is up. We need to now move on. And because sometimes we're like, no, no, I need one more minute. No, you don't have one more minute. We're moving on. Cut down on the timing. Now, Gil, I'm going to have fun because I would think on a digital platform, if you're the host of a webinar, you can just hit the mute button on people. So it must be even better to do masterminds digitally. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never actually done that on a Zoom. When you're the host, you can actually do that. I've never done that. The idea, again, of a mastermind is to not do the mastermind only, but also to learn the principles as you're doing it. So for me, it's Mm. kind of a double hit. One, you're actually masterminding, getting the content, you're getting the connections, you're getting answers, you're getting solutions, you're getting breakthroughs, you're getting opportunities, but it's also learning the disciplines while you're doing them. Because me just telling you the principles is not going to be the same, but actually practicing them with me like one time, you're like, oh my God, this was amazing. I didn't have to talk all the time. I was able to listen because that was a time to listen. I only had 15 seconds to say something and I said something golden. You get excited by these structures. Then, you know, Jason would get everyone to introduce themselves. Usually I just give people exactly one minute. One minute is enough on average to 120, 150 words, which is more than enough to introduce yourself. And Jason can give a specific structure to the way they introduce themselves. If you just give freedom to people to introduce themselves, some people will take three, five minutes. Some people will take 10 seconds. You got one minute. Please use your one minute. Very important. Don't just use 20 seconds and say, that's it. No, please talk about your passion, your superpowers. Use your time. Use your minute. And then Jason would say, okay, let's start. Who wants to start? And usually it's the left person, I believe, the left person of the facilitator that gets to go first kind of thing. And then you can go in a circle. That person would then go into the one, two, three mastermind methodology. One minute, outline the opportunity, basically asking for help. Two minutes, we get to ask you as the human, we are the angels, we get to ask you as the human some quick questions, quick answers. This becomes the fun part. You will learn how incredible it is to learn to ask people quick questions and have quick answers that are relevant to what he was asking for help with. And you'll see how in two minutes, in an average mastermind, you can get six to eight questions asked and answered, which is absolutely amazing in two minutes. What you're doing is you're not getting everything answered. Like, hey, tell us your biggest philosophy in life. You go specific on what they ask for help with just to clarify and verify that you've answered, that you've heard what he asked for or she asked for, and that you're ready to give value. So that's the one minute asking for help, two minutes questions and answers. And three minutes is when all of us as angels get to add value to this person without them saying any words. They need to stay completely quiet. We just give value. Now, we have three minutes between six or seven people. That's not a lot per person, which means, one, not everyone needs to speak. 
if I don't have anything to share, that's okay. I, I can just say, listen, George, I'll follow up with you later. I have some thoughts about it, but I want to actually compile them together a little bit more. Like I made a note, I'll follow up with you after the mastermind, which is really cool. Or like, hey, listen, I really want to connect you with my friend, Mike. He's an expert on this, not me. Please make a note to follow up with me so I will give you Mike's information. So you can empower this person to follow up with you. So it's kind of their job to come back to you and ask for a little bit more help. And then that's it. The one, two, three, and you move on to the next person. And that's kind of the first three levels. If you have more time, you can go to the next level, which is one minute each person where you go like biggest insights I took away. Maybe another minute could be things I need to let go of because of what I heard today. Another minute could be who do I need to follow up with and why? And then there's more and more and more levels. In my mastermind games, I have about 20 different levels that I can get to with people, depending on how much time we have. If it's a full day mastermind and we have 10 hours, wow. You know, in the mastermind we had last week, towards the end of the evening, we were doing this little session about connecting the humans in the room and the angels in the room in a very beautiful way. And I'm talking about like 30% of the room was crying during this process. 30% of men and women were crying after one day of, you know, building these relationships. And it's like, wow, this is amazing. We had people from different parts of the world and we had people from the royal family. I saw the king, one of the main kings of Bali from Karamatan. He was crying during this process because someone was able to give him such a simple answer, he told me, that completely opened up his mind to where he needs to be focused on right now in his life. And it was like, Gil, it's so simple, but I just, I never thought about it, you know? Again, this is the one, two, three mastermind methodology. If you want to know more information, guys, feel free to just follow up with me. And if you want to just join any of my masterminds, I'll be super happy to see you guys there. Well, we're definitely going to put some links for people that are already asking on the live call here. For those who are Valley members are listening in live, they're wondering like, how can they find out more? So we'll make sure that there's some links in the show notes so people that want to go deeper can definitely discover more. And you know what I've picked up from this, first off, this one, two, three method is powerful. I've witnessed it. I've experienced it. And I'm familiar with the Royal family because they were at that mastermind that I got a chance to attend. Correct. Myself. Correct. And so what I take away from this is for anybody who wants to get started with mastermind, I love that we went this direction because my first instinct was, oh, now that I've learned this, I'm supposed to create a mastermind. But I love how you corrected that and said, no, go and join a mastermind so you can witness it before you feel you need to have the responsibility to create it. You've given us some very clear things to look for, which is who's the moderator, what's the percentage of the time that they're speaking versus the actual masterminding. And you know, one of the questions I was going to ask is, are there suggested formats that we should look for? And I love how you've talked about how people should have a structure on how much time they spend to define a problem, how much time people can clarify that problem with them, and then how much people can listen to experiences, connections, or insights that can provide value. If we look for these kinds of indicators in any mastermind we're looking to join, then we can already have a idea of the quality that can exist. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people will be looking to join one of your masterminds, Gil. I was maybe going to close off on saying, if I'm looking to join this, is this something I can just Google? Is this something I should look in a particular direction to find these masterminds? Obviously, we can go to you as a resource. Where would you tell people to get started? It's a couple of answers for that. First of all, if you Google masterminds, you'll find tons of masterminds. Again, 90% (laughs) of them are, it's a workshop really. So Mm. feel free to look at for them and spend some time, you know, masterminds is important for you. And some of the masterminds are really big investments. You know, you can spend 10, 20, $50,000 easily for a one-year mastermind community. You could spend an average of 300 to $500 for like a one-off mastermind, which I believe in very, very much. They're powerful. You could test it out. You could try it out. You can meet some new people and then you could go deeper if you want to with them. Something that I always tell entrepreneurs, please don't just see it and go in like, I can do it. 
see it and maybe go experience it with someone else. Go kind of try it out a couple of times, see different formats, learn how to facilitate. I teach a lot of people how to become super facilitators and moderators of masterminds so they can learn how to hold the space and they understand how to be the, they can be the angel and the human at the same time. They can add value. They can be the tough person that stops them with a timekeeper. It's important to also, if you're speaking to one specific facilitator and they're charging a lot of money, maybe for a three month or a one year mastermind, ask what values are they following in these masterminds? Some of them are very, very tough and they want to get to results right now. And some of them just want to go in flow and want to allow you to come up with the results at the right time. No need to push right now for results because it creates stress. I would also highly recommend you ask what sort of people do you like to attract to your masterminds? Some people are like, well, I like a little bit of uh, corporate guys and corporate leaders and entrepreneurs, and I'm only looking for people in their 30s, and or I'm only looking for millionaires. Or I'm like, okay, find out if this is the audience you want to connect with. My wife runs super successful masterminds for women, only for women. She focuses on women entrepreneurs who are also mothers because she wants to connect with those kind of women. And she only focuses on women right now in the Russian market. I met her in Russia. She's Russian and she's much more comfortable to do that. Her Instagram is all in Russian. If you do speak Russian out there and you want to connect with her, let me know. And if I could help you find a mastermind, you know, feel free to reach out to me. I have a team of a few people and we love, we have a project called Mastermind Space. We love to actually help people find masterminds that are right for them. We run masterminds, as I said, every couple of weeks online. Every month we run something offline. I'm now doing a new mastermind with a couple of friends for people who are big in personal development. So we're focusing on the Tony Robbins community a lot. If you're big in personal development and you want to join the mastermind, that's about business, of course, but also to allow you to grow personally so you can ask some personal questions, feel free to write me about that. If you want to just play around with it, just invite some friends over for a mastermind dinner and say, hey, I want to try something out. Are you willing to try this with me? And during COVID, ladies and gentlemen, during COVID, my wife and I, every single Thursday, we were running mastermind dinners in our house. It was strange at times. It was all kind of last minute, just inviting people who lived around us. We had fun. It was always like six people around the table, including my wife and I. And it was really beautiful to see how people connected. And we always had like a nice meal. It wasn't always perfect. It didn't always keep to the exact timing because it was a dinner. So I kept it a little bit easy going. And I changed the format. The one, two, three mastermind is just one format. I have about seven different formats that I utilize depending on the size, depending if it's family members. I do family members mastermind first when I did with my mom. After three minutes, my mom and sister were crying. They said, you know, we've never had you listen to us for a full two minutes without interruption. Both my brother and I, oh my God, we've been bad, you know? So there's a lot of different formats that work for different situations. The one, two, three is just my favorite one. And if I could somehow serve you and teach you how to do this, please allow me to give this to you because I believe the world needs more people who are listeners and space keepers and serving. Gil? Thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing all these amazing insights. I think for everybody who just tuned in have understood that mastermind holds the key to unlocking amazing potential within ourselves and within the people we love around us and new people that we might get a chance to connect with. We went through this. We've understand that there can be bad masterminds, but we want to make sure that we get a taste. We can do a better search. We can see all these different formats you've suggested, making sure there's structure. The structure gives you 
freedom gives you restraints that actually make you more effective in your masterminding. You want to make sure that it's really a space where people aren't trying to tell each other what to do, but really sharing their experiences and providing value for each other. There's so many different ways that this can be applied, as you've mentioned, in the family, in the business, and then as entrepreneurs going out there, there's some that you can look out for. Now we have a toolkit of what to look for and how to make better decisions. And I know a lot of people want to connect with you. So everybody, make sure you go into the show notes, grab the links. I'm making sure that you can access Gil, his mastermind, see if this is something you want to give a taste to. And I actually really agree with you. I like this idea that if you're going to be doing a mastermind, paying for it brings a level of energy to it. It's a transaction, which mm-hmm. means you take it with a level of seriousness, which I also advocate for. So Gil, thank you so much for sharing all these amazing insights. I hope for everybody listening, you're inspired and you're ready to go and have a taste of your first mastermind. If you haven't done so already, go on your journey, go on your search and see what you can do for yourself. You won't regret it, what you get to discover for yourself while you go into this journey. Thank you once again, Gil, and everybody else, be super here. Thank you, everyone. Once again, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Superhumans at Work. I'm very grateful for all of you who tune in on a regular basis, listening to these amazing interviews with these guests that I get to find. Now, if you're subscribed to the show, definitely leave us a review if you can and share it with friends so that we can spread the message and get more people to be able to learn of these fantastic ideas that they can bring in their everyday life. And these episodes, of course, are brought to you by Mindvalley. When you go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman, you get to discover the transformational education that we get to deliver where we bring the best technology, the best teachers, and ensure that it teaches you what leads to a truly incredible life. Thanks again for tuning in and watching the show. And until next time, stay superhuman. My name is Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Valley podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.